Episode 24, The Flood of Noah, Genesis 7, verses 1 to 24. Then the Lord said to Noah, I have seen that you are considered righteous by your faith among the people of this time. So you and your family go into the boat, take with you seven pairs of each male with its female of every kind of clean animal, and take one pair each male with its female of every kind of unclean animal. Take seven pairs of all the birds of the sky, each male with its female. This will allow all these animals to continue living on the earth after the flood. Seven days from now, I will send rain on the earth. It will rain forty days and forty nights. I will destroy from the earth every living thing that I made. Noah did everything that the Lord commanded him. Noah was six hundred years old when the flood came. We can infer that Noah was considered righteous by faith, and we can infer that the grace he received was because of this faith. Noah built an ark by faith without ever having seen a flood. So Noah was faithful in his life, and he responded faithfully to the divine warning with more faith. After responding by building an ark, we heard in verses 2 to 6 that Noah was told to fill the ark with the animals sent to him by God, and that he was 600 years old at that time. This would have been 1,656 years Anno Mundi after the creation, and the flood was coming in just seven days. Our portion continues in verse 7. He and his wife and his sons and their wives went into the boat. They went in to escape the waters of the flood, the clean animals, the unclean animals, the birds, and everything that crawls on the ground came to Noah. They went into the boat in groups of two, male and female. This was just as God had commanded Noah. Seven days later, the flood started. Noah was now 600 years old. The flood started on the 17th day of the second month of that year. That day, the underground springs split open and the clouds in the sky poured out rain. The rain fell on the earth for 40 days and 40 nights. On that same day, Noah and his wife, his sons, Shem, Ham and Japheth, and their wives went into the boat. They had every kind of wild animal and tame animal. There was every kind of animal that crawls on the earth. Every kind of bird was there. They all came to Noah in the boat in groups of two. There was every creature that had the breath of life. One male and one female of every living thing came. It was just as God had commanded Noah. Then the Lord closed the door behind them. Again and again in these nine verses, Noah's obedience is brought up. Noah was an obedient man, following God's commands. Obedience is what leads to life, happiness, and a close, personal walk with God. On the other hand, there is disobedience. It leads to loss, sadness, punishment, death, and condemnation. The Bible is replete with the results of disobedience. Saul, the first king of Israel, lost the right to the kingship because of it. Disobedience 
is unrighteousness because it's demonstrating a lack of faith. There's that word again. Even in what animals are brought on, we see faith. Noah was told to bring two of every animal onto the ark, but seven of every clean animal onto the ark. But the Bible, to this point, hasn't stated which were clean and which weren't. The distinction between clean and unclean animals, therefore, did not originate with Moses, but rather was confirmed by him as a long-established custom. The law of Moses was a direct command from God and built upon already established customs. It was now the 600th year of Noah's life, and it says the flood waters came in the second month on the 17th day of the month. This would have been the October-November time frame, around the autumnal equinox. On that very day, all the fountains of the great deep were broken up, and the windows of heaven were opened. And it says that the rain was on the earth forty days and forty nights. The Bible says it originally had a large amount of water in underground cavities, and it also had a frozen canopy above it. When these things broke open, a global flood was the result. The collapse of the frozen canopy, with the water spewed into the atmosphere, produced rains for 40 days. The larger earth and the lack of a canopy above the earth would certainly account for many of the changes in how things are after the flood. And now our passage ends. Water flooded the earth for 40 days. As the water rose, it lifted the boat off the ground. The water continued to rise, and the boat floated on the water above the earth. The water rose so much that even the highest mountains under the sky were covered by it. The water continued to rise and the boat floated on the water above the earth. The water rose so much that even the highest mountains under the sky were covered by it. The water continued to rise until it was more than 20 feet above the mountains. All living things that moved on the earth died. This included all the birds, tame animals, wild animals, and creatures that swarm on the earth. And all human beings died. So everything on dry land died. This means everything that had the breath of life in its nose. So God destroyed from the earth every living thing that was on the land. This was every man, animal, crawling thing, and bird of the sky. All that was left was Noah, and what was with him in the boat. And the waters continued to cover the earth for 150 days. When the waters came, Noah had to be patient again. The rains came for 40 days, and the waters prevailed for 150 days. All this time, he and his seven family members had to wait in the quiet solitude within the raging waters. This was a global flood, and every high hill and every higher mountain was covered and even submerged. Even the tallest of the Nephilim, standing on the top of the highest mountain, 
couldn't prevail over the waters which flooded the earth. Everything God created himself in chapter 1 died. God has every right to do as he directs with all that he made. The air in their nostrils, which is the breath of the spirit of life, was given by God, and now it was being taken away. God asks us to lift our eyes during times of mourning and react in a way which acknowledges God's sovereignty. A city has been prepared for the people of God. Look at the magnificence of the universe and the splendor of what God has done. God did all of this in six days. Jesus has been preparing a house with many mansions for 2,000 years. Can you imagine what he's been putting together? And how do we receive our mansion? He tells us in John chapter 4, verse 4, You know the way to the place where I am going. Thomas said to Jesus, Lord, we don't know where you are going, so how can we know the way? Jesus answered, I am the way, and I am the truth and the life. The only way to the Father is through me. Hallelujah and Amen.